Hey Geekscapists, welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host, and every episode I like to sit down with storytellers and talk about pop culture stories, whether they come from movies, video games, comics, TV, uh, whatever, we're into that stuff. Um, sometimes, though, I like to sit down with my good buddy Ian Kerner, who started this whole thing with me back at Geekscape number one about 12 years ago. And uh, and Ian was my original host on this show, and so whenever there's a big event like a Marvel movie, or miniseries, or something like that, we sit down and we talk about it. And this week we have Daredevil season three. It came out uh, last late last week. Um, Ian saw it over the weekend. I saw it over the weekend plus a couple days. And uh, this is the third season of Marvel's Netflix's Daredevil series. So if you haven't watched the show. That's all we're going to talk about. So, super spoilers are coming. We're going to talk about Easter eggs. We're going to talk about plot lines. We're going to talk about how this relates to the other Marvel Netflix shows. We're going to be talking about what this sets up, what it, what closure it gives, etc., etc., etc. We're really going to get into the weeds. So, this is my last warning. We're going to spoil the hell out of Daredevil Season 3 as we cover it. So, if you want to listen to another Geekscape, go back in the feed and listen to other Geekscapes. There have been really good ones recently. So, go check that out. All right. Ian, Daredevil, season three. Well, well, first of all, as you said, we're going to talk about how it relates to the other shows, and I think that um, it's important to note that literally right before this dropped, you know, the week before they had uh, canceled Iron Fist, and which you know which we reviewed in you know, previous Geekscape editions, and you know talk about radically improved series. Yeah, we so were that, really into it. Yeah, so that that was very upsetting. We were really really excited for the pop-up were season you? three there. Uh, you know, upset or disappointed? Disappointed, but you know, but I, I'm going to speak to how upset because I, I do have some general feelings about where I think this goes. But you know, what was shocking after that was then canceling Luke Cage, which I never in a million years saw coming. Because yeah. Luke Cage was generally really um, fairly well praised. Certainly, season one was majorly praised. Mm-hmm. And I think season two, you know, was fairly well praised as well. You know, and and particularly, um, you know, it, it's it, it's not it's not typical, right? You know that show. Uh, so those two were kids. So, so that surprised me. But you know, my, my initial feeling, I don't know how I would have regarded the cancellation of Luke Cage if not for Iron Fist first. But seeing it come after Iron Fist makes me feel that you know. Yeah, there are business decisions here. And you, before we were, you know, recording the episode, you started asking me, I said, let's just save it. Um, Because you asked me a question to the effect of, did I think this was coming from Disney? And and I don't, because it kind of doesn't work that way. Right, no, no, I agree agree with you. I I say that with a qualifier. Yeah, I don't know if I said that, but but I hinted that Disney has their new streaming service. They have their streaming service. They're they're going to do some Marvel shows on there. There Is there a future for these shows on? Yeah, yeah. They've they've already announced a Loki show and a Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. show there, um, and you know, a lot of pundits out there think that you know Netflix is recognizing that this is a competitor coming up. They're losing the movies. They have the movies now. All the movies are going to be on the streaming service. Um, you know, it's all connected, all that. So I do wonder if that's not part of of the consideration. Um, but then again, why so, would Universal Studios Orlando like can, by that consideration? Why, why do they still have the Marvel characters running around? Like these are valuable characters, and I think that if you're Universal right. Studios Orlando, well, you want to keep them. If you're but, Netflix, but, but you want to keep Universal is a different thing. Netflix now, I mean, Netflix has so much programming. Sure, it, you know, it's not the it's not like the early days anymore. No, and that's you know, a different problem. That's shuffle. a different issue, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, it's 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 unclear exactly what happened with Luke Cage. I don't think Marvel planned anything. I think Netflix pulled the rug out with Iron Fist, mm-hmm. and then Marvel got really Luke Cage. You know, that writers room was already open, and suddenly oh, for season three, yeah, it was, yeah, they yeah. were already working on it. They turned in a bunch of scripts, and suddenly there were issues with the scripts, and both camps dug in. It was production conversations. Suddenly, you know, things are too expensive, and. To whatever extent Marvel was able to not just go with the flow with Netflix on it, I'm not clear on what the deals were exactly. To whatever extent Marvel was able to fight, they did to a point that the the buzz has been that going forward was just not an option. It had hmm. gotten so ugly between them. Okay, so which so, brings us around to Daredevil well, season three. So Iron Fist, to clarify, Iron Fist got canceled out of its own. That just got canceled. We think, right. and then all of a sudden, because there wasn't a season three writers' room yet. 
There was not. But, it, it, but it ended recently. Pun- Punisher season two has been shot. Jessica Jones season right. three. Those are those are already well on their right. way. That they're they're already been shot. Okay. And so, now we've know. got so then Luke we have Daredevil. Cage, yeah, but so, we had Luke Cage season three, and right. that had a writers' room, and they had already started. Right. Okay. So now there's some speculation. Some people think, oh well, of the four, excuse me, of the five, um, Luke Cage and Iron Fist were less well regarded. Okay. Um, I don't know if that plays into it or not. What I think and what I hope is that once it happened with Iron Fist, I think Marvel probably said, Let's, well, A, we're annoyed, and B, you know what? Now we may as well keep these properties together, you know? So I definitely wonder if, you know, so br- bringing it around to Daredevil season three, um, well, and, and we'll talk about think, the whole thing. Well, I don't think, but, you, yeah, do you think that this is something where we have a, a Heroes for Hire series on the new streaming service? Well, the interesting conversation is that I do think... But that's the way to go. Sure. You're next. That's what all the fans want. By the way, it isn't clear. I, I think it's unlikely because of the existence of the streaming service. But but there's a world in which the Heroes for Hire series could have been on Netflix. Yeah. It still could be. I know. The, the Netflix thing, um, I don't know how it works, obviously. But, Here's the thing. But, but, but here, 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 do, does here, the old content from Netflix stay on Netflix because Netflix produced it? Or does it end up on the no, streaming no, no. service? Um, well, it, it, it depends on the deal. Um, I haven't seen the deal, but right. it's owned by Marvel. Left, Netflix has a licensing deal. Okay. okay. So long term, it eventually goes back to Marvel. So the content that we've I, seen with Charlie Cox, etc., can end up on the streaming I service. I suspect that because they've canceled it, that kicks into something where the clock is tolling on how long they still have it. Right, like a, I like a couple had, year window. Yeah, they, they, they likely had, had it you know, on a recurring basis as long as they were still ordering the show, they had the old episodes. So I suspect that there, there's, there's a shelf life. It, you know, may, maybe it's a few months, what have you. But, you know, where, because you know, here's the thing, is Netflix is different than what you usually have. You know, it, normally, in, in the, you know, on, on a network... You know, the network has a deal where they can air the episode a certain number of times. Sure. And then when it's the case that the studio, you know, that owns it is not also owned by the same corporate parent, then that's it. And, you know, when we look at streaming for something that's on a network, well, you know, where is it? You know, I mean, a lot of the time you'll see certain shows, for instance, a show maybe on ABC or NBC and owned by Sony. And you wonder why when you go to the ABC or NBC app and that show's not there because Sony owns the show. Right. Okay. Now, sometimes as time's gone by, the the networks have started making deals more often for even those shows. But that's usually why you, you'll see a situation like that because the streaming rights are elsewhere. Okay. So similarly here, since Netflix is always streaming, so it's always been the case. It's not the normal. Oh, you only get a couple of of airplays. It's a little different, but it's always going to be about time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just like any other show, it sort of it, it sort of becomes a little irrelevant that the show originally aired on Netflix okay. because it's not really Netflix's. It was a deal Netflix made, but Netflix doesn't really own those shows. Marvel does. So they so, could so consolidate on I would expect at yeah. some point in the future, you know, um, I can't say one, but maybe as soon as the this Disney streaming service is up, they may have those shows. Right. You know, so, so now the question becomes, all right, so Daredevil. So the interesting thing, and we'll get into the weeds, as you said, on the show, but I do want to start off saying that in terms of this conversation, they ended the show in a way that it's very easy to just pick it up and yes. go. It's this one not, felt, it's, not yeah. even, it's not even dangling. It felt like there was really nice closure at the end Huge of the season. Huge closure, particularly with, with, you know, the Karen stuff goes back to season one, mm-hmm. the stuff we'll discuss, that was really some of the really big dangling things right. that were left. It's all wrapped up. It's all dealt with. I mean, I come away from that show feeling like there's nothing unresolved in that world. Yeah, until Electra pushes some rubble off of her body. Right, but but, <laughs> right. but as of right now, you can feel that, all right, Electra's dead. I mean, everything. And again, not to jump ahead because, you know, we, we could talk about and break it down, you know, so I don't know. I mean, we can, but, yeah. you know, we could talk about the, the ending, you know, at the beginning, you know, but... But ultimately, um, the difference between this and the two canceled shows that Ian and I talked about before the taping is that right. this one has a definite closure to but, it. But whereas mind Iron you, Fist this and is Luke season Cage three, and those are both only season things. two. Right. Sorry, but, you know, but, those, you, but those set up some yes. really they cool They set up more storyline that you definitely want to see. 
Right. Um, I think the fact that Daredevil, A, is the most popular of, you know, both, both as a character and even as a show, it's the biggest one. Um, I'd be surprised to see. I mean, Netflix cancels Daredevil. They're basically saying they're out of the Marvel business. Sure. You know? Um, but whatever. That's agreed for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that Marvel definitely picks it up and runs with it. Um, I think and I hope, and all the indications are there is some plan. You know, we're going to see Luke Cage and Iron Fist again. You, you really know? believe that? They've said it. Oh. So they're saying, you know, you will be seeing it. Same so. actors? Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, that, that's the other tricky thing. Mm-hmm. So let's just say for the sake of conversation that the plan is here is to hire. Whether it be on Netflix or Disney. The reality is that right now, again, I haven't seen these deals, but odds are the deals in place for these actors are for those shows. They mm-hmm. have to go back to the drawing board and create a new deal. Right. So that, that, that's the, the tricky thing that exists, okay? Um, but likewise, same thing. You know, maybe they decided, hey, we do want to bring this together, but you know, which showrunner? You have these two different shows. You know, they're different showrunners. So who was going to do the new show? So you kind of, you have to cancel it. Mm-hmm. Before you could actually go ahead and make it this show that we'd all like that's everyone yeah. together. You know, that, that's actually, that's how it works. Something act- technically gets canceled first, even if it's evolving, you know. Listen, it's just like with a comic book, you know, um, normally, you know, oh, great, you know, a, sh- a comic gets canceled. I'll give you, actually, the best example in the world is the comics that, 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 that they come from. There was a Luke K. Tiro's for Hire comic, and there was an Iron Fist comic, okay? And, um... At issue, you know, after issue 50, they canceled Iron Fist and Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, became Paramount Iron Fist. Mm. Okay. Okay. Sure. So, but did so they continue with the same creative teams? Does um, that make sense? Like, well, in TV, they have to close and yes, those no, out and, 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 and in that particular case, right. it was um, actually the creative team that had been on Iron Fist that went over, but sure. But yeah, but exactly, that, that's the question, you know? Yeah. It's not going to be both unless you happen to be. That you know the same creative team was on both, which was not the case here. Yes, and Daredevil has had multiple creative teams. Yeah, and yet it still managed to stay good. But yeah, so we'll see. And this third season had a new showrunner. Yeah, and he had to pitch to get the gig. He had a pitch. There's a go- really and good interview on Vanity Fair that also has tons of spoilers in it um, yeah. about him pitching the gig and like pitching yeah. this storyline, which. Just to start into the conversation is a pretty well, which was set up at the end of Defenders. Yeah, set up at the end of Defenders, and you know that it's going to be some level of born again, right? Because you see Matt in the hospital; he's presumed dead by everyone in his life uh, because the building's collapsed on him. And then you see one of the nurse, uh, one of the nurses uh, or nuns say, "Go get Sister Maggie," which is right. just a famous scene from Frank Miller's Born Again run. It's a it's a call out. Yeah, yeah total call out. So here we go. Matt's got to put the pieces together, and Wilson Fisk. Who's in maximum security prison? You're gonna. He's gonna start the, his machinations as Wilson Fisk and make life hell for the Devil of mm-hmm. Hell's Kitchen, which is great. We were so pumped to see this. Um, the the actual season though has so many twists and turns, for better or worse. That like, there's a lot to talk about here, Ian. Yeah, it, it, you know what was interesting about this season? I mean, overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, n- normally. Whether it be the Netflix shows or, or even movies, you know, you and I refrain from too much comment to each other sure. during. In this particular case, you were actually commenting a lot, you know, as you were watching, which yeah. I was fine with, you know. Well, sometimes I was funny. frustrated and sometimes yeah, I was yeah. super excited. But, but and that was just it, is that like, I mean, there's some really great stuff and overall great story structure. For me, overall, I mostly loved it till that last episode, the ending dragged. Okay. I have quibbles, but I mostly did love it. But, you know, but that's just it. I mean, I do have to say, and again, not to jump ahead, but that last episode was very much like, it, it's like that, you know, Return of the King, you know, how many epilogues are you going to get? Is this thing ever going to fucking end? Sure. You know? Um, if we want to just talk highlights to get us started, um, the highlight for me was Poindexter. The highlight for me was the treatment of, of Bullseye. Uh, they, you know, they, they did such a great job with that character. And, you know, and, and it's debatable if you ever really call him Bullseye, you know, or, I mean, even he has said that he's now Bullseye. He was never Bullseye sure. until the end, right? Right. Maybe more as a kid when he was wearing the actual hat with the right, Bullseye on right, it. Right. He was Bullseye. Well, well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. So, so even talking broad strokes, you know, 
Matt coming off Defenders has gone through a lot. You know, one of my complaints about Defenders was I felt that um, in many ways uh, it retread season two because it was so Electra focused, right? Mm-hmm. But but ultimately it's you know he really embraced Electra and then you you have Defenders and what happens there and the building fell on them and you know Matt everyone thinks he's dead and he's kind of, he's okay with that you know. Um, I thought that they did a good job of, of carrying through, you know, the themes from the other seasons. I mean, you had made a comment about, oh, wait, what's season four going to be? Oh, let me guess. Matt's going to have a crisis of faith, right? That was Justin. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You, know, <laughs> you, you guys blend together for me. But no, anyway. we do not. Don't lie to me. <laughs> um, Justin's the one who engages you. I'm the one who checks out of the conversation. <laughs> well, you're usually not really in the conversation to begin with. I just kind of bail. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know... I know going into the season, from what I'd seen, I was a little worried that it was going to be, oh, how long is it going to be until he's Daredevil? How long, you know, oh, he's back in, you know, the, the neophyte costume from season one. I will say that while it is a lot, it was quite a while, which I was worried about, but I surprisingly enjoyed it because it's so focused on character, mm-hmm. you know, and, in, and I think in a really good way. It definitely got back to the basics of what the show was. You know, and good or bad, highlighting, um, you know, the three main characters. Right. You know, not going off too far. And you, but like, honest, actually, I, I could argue in this instance, five or six characters. I think right? there are six characters. You, you got know, the um, three, you got Foggy, you got Matt, you got Karen, you've got Dexter's new, Hadeen right. is new, right. and Wilson. Nadine, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nadine. Um, I will say I expected him not to last that long. I was surprised he got. He got so did I. So let's talk about it because for me the 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 parts that I remember that I want to go back and rewatch of this season are the Daredevil Dexter fights, the, like where you just those see, were amazing. You it was fantastic. You just see that Matt and uh, and Bullseye are not so evenly matched. Bullseye really can use anything as a weapon mm-hmm. and. More so than even when they had a big budget Hollywood movie, no, this was a much, inc- much better, better like incredible yeah. job of just showing the ruthlessness and lethal abilities of this individual. Well, well yeah, yeah, that was just that they did such a good job of because because it is one of those things that's a little bit um, corny. Some, some, it can really come off as silly. It can, but, but here's the thing. You know, I mean, like, here's the thing for me. Yes, it, it can come across, uh, it come off as campy sometimes, but but that's just it. I mean, that's exactly the whole thing. And going all the way back to one of the the, the biggest deal, you know, moment of Bullseye is really is Daredevil one eighty one fighting Electra. Mm-hmm. Electra is so badass, and she's kind of kicking his ass. Right. And he takes out a playing card, and chucks it, and cuts her throat with it. Yeah. You know, it's like literally that's the thing with Bullseye is. If you don't you're, stay on this guy, he's you're, gonna you're, kill you. You don't. You have no idea how. I mean, you you think you have him so beat, and yet this is such an. It's an uncanny ability. Yeah, and there's anything a part, and everything is is a lethal weapon. And when Matt first fights Bullseye, there's also the shock that he's wearing his costume. Mm-hmm. Bullseye is dressed as right. Daredevil, and the part in the in the where you see Matt try and go and, and save everybody at the bulletin. And Bullseye's walked in as Daredevil and just started killing people. That yeah. fight in the bulletin where he's using office supplies to it's just awesome. bounce them off the walls and yeah. hit Matt. And Matt's trying to hide and he's got and by the no way, ability to block this stuff. Yeah, and by the way, let's, let's not forget that we spent so much time in season one building up that costume and the need for it. Right. Like, it's body armor. Yeah. So I feel like they don't really call it out for all the fights, but it's literally like, why is Bulls is getting up? He's taking. He's like, yeah, because he's wearing body armor. Mm-hmm. Matt's not. Matt's just wearing pantyhose. Yeah, like I mean, it, it's like the highest level of military spec, you know. It, it yeah. So that's what he's running around it. So Bullseye's kicking his ass. The church scene later, he's kicking his ass. At that point, like Matt does have him pretty beat, and he gets distracted by Karen. Okay. And I was like, oh no. And <laughs> that gives Dexter the window. And we had mentioned that uh, at the end of the culmination of that fight, Karen knocks him off of that balcony. Mm-hmm. And you see Dex prone on the ground. And Matt's completely beat up in the balcony. Yeah, I mean, from he's death. just out. He's and, absolutely beat. And Karen can't defend herself. And then when Karen looks back over the balcony, Dex is gone. Like, I think there's a complaint there that why wouldn't Dex come up and just kill them yeah, both? Yeah, th- th- that's definitely a question. You know, 
I do think, and maybe I'm, you know, th- th- this is my shot at the no prize, because we don't see him go. He got, I mean, there was literally a moment for me where she hits him and goes, he goes over the back right now, and right then I thought, oh, is this the, he's, he's out, his spine's broken? Right. I mean. Is that something a, from the comics, the spine break? The, 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 because it does happen yeah, later on in episode 9 yes, or 13 it, it, it's Daredevil chases Bullseye mm-hmm. he ends up a fight on a um, a phone line okay and this is in the comics yeah Yeah, this is in the comics this is 191 I believe okay no 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 excuse me it's earlier okay. anyway yeah. um, they fight and basically Daredevil's beating him and he's fallen and Daredevil's caught him and he's basically saying, I'm going to do it again. He's taunting about Electra and all that, yeah. you know, and you're gonna not going to stop me. I'm going to kill everybody. Yeah, and yeah. he knows who Matt is now. Yeah. And, and he looks at him and he goes, no, you're not going to kill him. Never again. And he just he literally consciously lets him go. Right. Thinking he's going to fall to his death. And he, instead, he just ends up in a coma. Okay. You but, know? Because you do Paralyzed, see, completely yeah. paralyzed. Like, you know, like you're just laying there. Yeah, and you, you do know? see him paralyzed at the end of right. this episode. Right, at the end of the season, paralyzed. right? Um, I do like how it happened and what it was, and you know, we'll get into that. Yeah, it but, was awesome. But 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 speaking of that church scene, is in that moment that was my first thought. So the problem isn't so much where it was then; is that he seems fine shortly thereafter. Because my first thought was, well, okay, he took off because like because he was hurt, right? And he doesn't necessarily know. I mean, he knew for a second Matt was down, but. He might not know what he's dealing with up there. Mm-hmm. He's going to just go running back up. Right. That's how I took that scene. So the other major highlight for me, and maybe it, you know, I, I just really got drawn to the, I thought the fights in this season were phenomenal. Were Incredibly creative with the way that they treated Bullseye. Um, another highlight for me was that 11 and a half minute sequence in episode four. It's absolutely amazing. That was awesome. Um, you know, and, and that was so much of the, you know, that each season they have had like some kind of, you know, non-stop shooting, you know, right. seeing, you know. The one Right, right. Season one, it was the hallway shot. Mm-hmm. In season two, it was the stairwell. stairwell. The stairwell, know? though, had um, the, I mean, were they even trying to hide those cuts? Like, yeah, they, they, well, were doing I, the, they were doing the zoom to black trick, which, but, come By on. the way, but, but season two actually sort of had two of them. The, the other one, the, the one with Castle I had in season two also. Well, that's Frank Castle's in that sequence on the stairwell. I don't know which one. Yeah, you're but, but I'm to. saying that when, when, when he's in jail. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's fighting also. up and down the hallway, right? Yeah. Or yeah, um, that one was, I thought was more impressive than, than the the one on the stairwell, just because the the cuts were right. Not. I mean, it's like they weren't right. <laughs> very well hidden. But no, th- this, th- this there were no was, cuts. It, it, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. The showrunner said admitted to wanting to raise the levels in the post coloring so you could see that there were no cuts in this eleven and a half minute sequence that doesn't just involve fighting. Although the fighting is like amazing, they've got these incredible switches between Charlie Cox and his Mm -hmm. stunt double that you will that you just I don't know where I don't know where they are. And it ends with some drama, and the drama is really good. And Mm -hmm. then it goes right back into an action sequence, and it's not just an action sequence of people breaking foam core over each other's heads. There's fire. It's, There's so many extras in it. It's an entire police ride. It's mean, an entire prison ride. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, when we've seen um, some um, interviews talking about it where they were like, we didn't actually think we could pull it off, and they did. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's really, really astounding. <laughs> it's really amazing. That yeah. being said, narratively, uh, that prison riot happens when Matt has, t- has stolen Foggy's wallet and then I, goes to get answers in prison to find out who was the person who worked with Wilson Fisk to frame Wilson Fisk's uh, attacks that Wilson Fisk can be left out, let out of maximum, uh, the, the, you know, the prison and put in his own private detail up in the hotel that he just purchased. So, so, Matt, so, so Matt goes into prison, but here's the thing. The Matt goes into prison, as Foggy, he breaks tons of laws doing that. He's on videotape as Matt Murdock doing it. By episode 10, he's now trying to act as a lawyer well, again. Well, well, here's the thing. is you're, It's you're really making, hard to believe. You're making certain assumptions. And, and I, I, what are the assumptions? I, I, I don't disagree that, you know, first of all... They're playing you, fast and loose with this you, stuff. You would think so. It's not actually clear to me. You'd think he would have been, but it's not clear to me that he's on videotape impersonating Foggy. Even if he is, we, at the very least, we don't see a moment where anyone actually addresses that of who that was. 
Sure. I, I think it, it strains credulity to think like, oh, he can go in there and impersonate someone and not have any consequence right. of it. Regardless, but, later how, in the season, he's talking, he's trying to make a plea deal with a DA. Yes, hello, but here's the thing. He's as somebody not, who's been killed. No. He ha- he, that, Matt, he, Matt Murdock has not been in New York. Matt Murdock has According not, to anybody. As far as for, we know, as far, he, you're forgetting something. His friends think he died. There's no public declaration of Matt Murdock dying. The public doesn't know Matt Murdock is Daredevil. The public has no idea that he was even involved in any of that. They His rent has been paid. Yeah. You know, he doesn't work for anybody. He works for himself. Sure. So other than his friends, there's no indication that Matt Murdock d- disappeared. Much as He has no issues with the bar. He's still in good standing with the bar. Unlike the comic, Fisk hasn't done anything to his license. There is a suggestion that he gets him investigated. Sure. And he gets investigated, and then ultimately they realize that, oh, no, you know, there's a defense given. It doesn't go anywhere. So, in point of fact, I understand why it's trans, it's trans credulity, but he doesn't have any bar issues. He's still a licensed attorney. The fact that, you know, not a whole lot of time goes by here, but yes, there's definitely a sense of like, oh, because he's talking about not going back to that life and not practicing law and all that, that you want to think like, oh, well, that changed. And then suddenly what? You know, goes, he just changed his mind. But yeah, he actually gets to because he didn't take any steps to stop. Mm-hmm. It's not like he deactivate, deactivated a license. It doesn't work like that. Right. You have bar dues. You pay him once a year. And you know what? If you don't pay him, you get a little late fee and you pay him. You know, I mean, there's a certain point of the number of years and all that, that it could be more involved in that. But that's not what's going on here. You know, in the comics, Matt was disbarred and had to go through a whole process to get barred again. I remember, it happened frankly, very recently. <laughs> they yeah, put him in the mail well, room, they, they did a couple times. But 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 Frank, in in particular, you know, the first time was back from the born again, you know, right. story. But um, but that that's not what happened here. They didn't quite go that far. Um, but you know, to to rewind a little bit, I, you know, I started talking about you know. What they did in terms of getting back to these basics and break down the character and, and introducing Sister Maggie. And it was interesting for me, you know, to have Matt back there to figure some stuff out. One of the things that bugged me, which I'm about to allow for, is I felt like they really stressed early on this, like, oh, you know, kicking causes back pain, you know, and the ear was off. So it was like, it was like sort of like they were just doing boxing, which for me, I was like, well, okay, what's the point here? Where are they going with this? I felt like they didn't really pay that forward. I mean, eventually, by the end, he's kicking again, which which is fine. The back can heal, but I didn't really feel like they exactly dealt with that. I thought they implied that you know, okay, he had once he did the neti pot, you know, got the blood out of his ear. Suddenly, he was better, right? You know, but then ultimately, it was like, all right, and, and I bought that, you know, because the idea has always been from, since season one that for Matt, it's this perfect synthesis of his senses. Is what like you know they've never actually they never come out in the in the show and call it a radar sense in the comic. Sure, it's just that the synthesis of senses together allows him to get a sort of radar he gets that sense, radar. Yeah. He gets that that overall thing. So so he needs everything to be working right. And it sort of begged the question of okay, well you know what if you have a call, the ears are congested, whatever else. In this case, you get a bunch of blood stuck up in there. Well, it would throw it all off. Right. You know, but um, yeah. So. So for me, um, I was a little bothered early on, but I, God, I was like, well, yeah, a building fell on him. He shouldn't just be fine. You <laughs> no, know? no, he shouldn't. Um, he shouldn't just be able to do just everything. And they had to build up to that. And, and also to have that perspective, I mean, yeah, to the extent that Matt Murdock was someone who kind of saw himself as an agent of God, mm-hmm. you know, was definitely questioning that. Um, I didn't have a problem with it that he had to go through a, a bit of a journey there. You know, um, I, I thought that was actually really good. Um, I think Justin had that problem. Yeah. Just another yeah. problem with this crisis of faith. I didn't. I thought it was fine. Um, I thought it made a certain amount of sense, particularly since he's now, you know, he lost Electra, going through all that stuff. Yeah. Um, the Nadine story, the, the Nadine storyline. The Nadine storyline, really as I said, I, did, here. I, I didn't expect it to go so long. Yeah. Um, this is with the FBI being played by yeah. Fisk. He's a good FBI agent, but he's the... He has, he has this debt because he's trying to help his family. He's got a lot of debt, and he's been compromised by... And, by and Wilson. I, I thought they developed, I mean, because really you, they go hand in hand. I thought that they developed the Fisk storyline and how he got out of jail really well. Yeah, that was awesome. You know, you really thought that he sat there, he thought about it, he's giving the evidence, he's getting a way out, you know, and to ultimately find out that he played it all along, even who he gave the evidence on was about illuminating, you know, the competition, and even down to the agents coming and setting up all the way back. This is over years. 
that he arranged for, you know, the sister-in-law's insurance to get canceled so that he then be forced financially to... And you have to assume that... Because you want to go right away, oh, well, I know he'd be that guy. It's like, no, odds are... what? I know he'd be that agent. <laughs> yeah. No, odds are he did this across the board. Every single yes, agent that he, he experienced, he started... He compromised some, every agent. something that, bad for, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or he worked on it. Every He's, one of those guys had some messed up stuff happen in their lives. So the entire FBI has been compromised, and that's yeah. his guard detail, including yeah. my favorite character of the season, Dexter. Right. Point Dexter. Well, I mean, even that, from the get-go, you know, he was an interesting character. You know, as soon as you see, you know, he shows up, and he actually saves Fisk, you know, and then you start seeing him st- start doing the ricocheting the bullets. And right away, I was going, okay, that's pretty cool. You know, yeah. all right, all right, this, yeah, this, this awesome. is getting interesting. Yeah, you know, and then getting into his head, you know, I know, you know, we had a little bit of a conversation about the stylistic device they Which used. Which I thought was great. I thought it was really great. I thought it was brilliant. Um, so so Wilson's stuck in his penthouse because he's still a criminal. He right. has not been released yet, but he can't be in, in general pop with the rest of the prisoners because he right. was attacked. So he got himself put in a nice penthouse. And he has his handler go out and collect everything he, ha- he can on one of the FBI agents on his detail. Who just saved him and showed saved really him. amazing tactical abilities. And that's Point Dexter, who we call Bullseye. And so he gets this, there's, a, there's an episode, I think four or five, I think it's five, where mm-hmm. he has this really thick collection of information. Right, come including in, audio tapes. File, including audio tapes on Point Dexter, and you see him as a kid, and so while... Wilson's sitting there going through everything. There's like this really cool montage sequence. It's like real. It's like it, he's seeing it all play out in his penthouse of Poindexter well, as a kid on well, a little league team. It was a stylistic team. device that as he's, awesome. he's reading and he's listening, so suddenly it just becomes instead of employing what would what a television show usually does is the flashback. Well, but this time the flashback actually has with Fisk standing there in it, watching it, and it's in Fisk's space, right? Which I thought was really yeah. creative and really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was representative of what was happening. That he's, in his mind, putting himself there where he, but he's actually still mm-hmm. there in the, in the in the space. And you see you this know, kid, in the totally troubled. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't start off that troubled. He's just a bit self-interested, and he's you start to find out that he's prone to violence when he gets pulled out of his perfect pitch pitching game to give the kids more, to give another kid a chance to pitch. And he's so upset on the dugout that he takes a ball, bounces it off, throws it off of a fence, and kills his coach with it. Right. It's awesome. And that was really the great moment. because (laughs) I was laughing. Well, 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 it was the two things. Like, first of all, you you have the hole where he's throwing it at the wall, and he's destroying the wall. Yeah. You know, it's literally like you you get this place where you're going, you're sitting going, you're Right, he's in an orphanage, and he's destroying the wall as he bounces it. I mean, even if, you know, my first thought, you know, when you first see him, and he's this adult fed, and you're like, okay, to have this... I gonna have to say uncanny ability, and what do you do with it, right? Right. You know, and by the way, you know they borrowed this whole idea of the pitching thing from a Bullseye miniseries years ago. But that's just it. It's like, yeah, like you see these bad guys, and sometimes it's always the like, what kind of money? You know, like, like well, you know, it, it's the it was always the joke of like the shock or whatever else. You know, it's like, why is this guy robbing banks? Like, you came up with an invention. Why don't you just sell the invention? Yeah. Right? Why are you the shocker? You know, like, yeah. Like, why do you do these things? Sure. You know, and and I actually read something recently, and the comment was like, it's, it's about more than that. It's not really usually just about that. Right. And I think that's what they did such a good job of, of here, you know, and, and the whole, you know, the, the weird daddy complex and the need for acceptance and all that. Like, you know, there's more going on there than just make a little bit of money. And it's not just that. It's you see the, the kid go start going through therapy and he loses his therapist when his therapist gets ill. And you find that he is so obsessed with people leaving him mm-hmm. that he is angry at his therapist for dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like... Which and, she and, knew and, he would be. And she, she knew she would be. It. And so he had, so she left him all tapes of all of their sessions that he uses to as as therapy for himself. So he's always listening to these tapes, which Wilson now has some of, um, because there's a whole lot more in his safe in his apartment. But it really justifies how this guy became a federal agent and, because when I saw the trailer, I was like, wait, they're making bullseye a federal agent. Yeah, I, I also I was worried how, about how's it. How's this going to work? But it absolutely worked because they give his OC his psychotic way, OCD well, let's be clear. a very strict regimen. And, and let's for, be clear, the federal follow. agent thing comes from like the soldier thing. Because right. like yeah, you go to war afterwards. You know, you come back and you're not in war. You go to law enforcement. So now he's now he's got this strict regimen put upon him, and it works perfectly for him. Mm-hmm. 
until the seams start to split. What did you think about I, I t- the fact that they got this woman who he's is it a crush? Is it an obsession? He he's said stalking her. That he that he well, he's definitely stalking her. But but why was it romantic or was it really that I? It seemed like she was someone. His explanation anyway was that she was someone that he admired in such a way that she had it all together and she could help. And I think it was more like yeah. Ultimately, it's like it, well, she can help people so she can help him. Yeah, you know. He, but so he didn't know how to make that happen. There's a period in pre FBI that Dex is working at a. Suicide hotline. And what's awesome is that when you see him by himself on an actual phone call, he's obsessed with how this person's going to kill themselves. Right. He's like, what's the gun? He's like really invested in in a psychotic degree. But he overhears this co-worker handling a call, and she is really gentle with the person, really nice. I thought that it reminded him of his counselor. Yeah, And so he was stalking her to try and use her as like a replacement the romantic stuff may not have even been there. He just needs well, somebody to like soothe well, my him. My question becomes, I guess we just have to accept it, but how did Kingpin know and know about that and then stick, put that in his path? Because that's what happened. Because he's following her every day. So, so <laughs> like, I mean... Uh, so, I, she, I imagine Kingpin we, we, had Poindexter following Right, we have to assume that Kingpin's amassing the information. So if he's stalking he's her, he's they're stalking yeah. him. Right. They knew that this was the thing that he valued, so right. he can be used. She can be used to manipulate him, mm-hmm. and really, like killing her sets him off. Yeah, that was violent. Yeah, <laughs> it and that was great. Yeah, so it was violent, and it was disgusting. Later, <laughs> you realize she was kept in a freezer, yeah. and then he takes her out of the freezer and puts her in a passenger seat of a car. <laughs> was, He's totally lost it. Yeah, again, I mean, like, it was, it was a bit campy but fun, dude. The evolution of that character is my favorite thing. And yeah. One of the last shots of the season is the ultimate camp. Is and when by the you way, had the, the zoom in on his eye, and it's like yeah, a horror movie. And, and, way, and that's just it. And I like talking about him in, the, in this regard is that because Bullseye is a larger than life big character, but I like that we start off this character grounded and we see him spiral. Oh my god! So that by the end, ever. here's the thing: after you've watched this season, Bullseye can now show up, and, and I'm going to do the call out to the Daredevil movie and the Colin Farrell over the topness of it. Which was it's so cheesy, yeah. but now they can now do that and it works because um, you saw him get there. I don't know if that'll work, but I'm not saying exactly <laughs> that. But I'm, I'm just saying that the, the whole him being bigger I don't know and if large. The Colin and just, bullseye yeah. will ever yeah. work. By the way, that's the, that's the thing is when you go back to the two scenes, you have the the newspaper scene and you have the church scene of bullseye indiscriminately just like seemingly killing people, people yeah. you know, and it's like. And it's like, oh yeah, that's what he is. You know, that's what Bullseye does. He walks in, just kills everything in sight, just doesn't care. Nope. You know, he's a complete and total psychopath. And you find that out from when he was a kid. And I, I that he, that character was the highlight of the season for me. Mm-hmm. It, I had seen that treatment before, and it really, really reminded me of how they handled Wilson in the first season. And, and by the and way, and that it. was the thing when you first see him, and he, and he kills, you know, the the guys that are attacking, you know, the police convoy with Wilson in it. And, you know, and Wilson first gets him because he covers for him saying, oh, no, you know, no, you know, yes, he used the appropriate amount of force, which it was too much because they're like, oh, here he is in situations like he just kills them all. Yep. To a point where like, oh, no, no, we give up dead anyway. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter. And and, and it's all all ricochets of like, like, well, what just happened? (laughs) Yeah, don't shoot. Dead. Um. Everyone's dead. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Were there too many twists and turns with the FBI stuff? Was that too much, the, the FBI I didn't think so. I, I thought it was fun. And, uh, you know, when you get to the point, because, you know, we're seeing things through the eyes of, of Nadine. That was one of the things I really appreciated in that Vanity Fair article you, you referenced. was about you seeing that the showrunner um, took pains on whose point of view he was giving you. Because we got Nadim's point of view, right? Yeah, I think that's but, a um, but, but it was presented as if, you know, his boss was probably, it was a hard ass, but you know, was probably by the book. When we get to the point where, you know, he realizes Wilson's playing everyone and he calls in the other supervisors and having that meeting. And, and I knew it was going to be one of them. I wasn't sure which. But I knew one of them was going to pick up a gun, you know, and probably kill the others. Yeah. You know? And then the dean, the, it ended up being his gone above him. Yeah. Right. And then, then this idea that, you know, and I thought it was brilliantly done that you set him up. Give me your gun. Okay, yeah, you're quitting. Okay, you're out. Fine. Oh, yeah, here, here's your gun. I just used, you know, your, uh, gun, to shoot yeah, your gun, you know, and I was wearing gloves and the whole thing. It was like, it was, I thought it was great. Yeah. It was absolutely so, great. Um, so Nadine now has nowhere to turn. 
Um, it, he, he there were up, a couple of stupid things. Yeah, he ends I mean, up getting cornered to the point yeah, where... Yeah, when he, when he goes home... He has no choice but to... But he knows he's going to die, and he knows right. that Dexter's going to come kill him. Yeah, when point he Dexter. goes home and he thinks his family's in, in, in danger because he sees... Uh, the you police know, tape? When, when, when he goes back to his house and you know and he walks in and it's the broken... Uh, Chair. Or whatever it was. No, no, it was, it was like the vase or whatever, and you know, and it's like, oh, and he's worried. There's like, what? No, and I thought upstairs. that was a result of the of the firefight that had happened the night before. I, do I have my timeline wrong? Yeah, that, I totally not have his my house. Wrong. No, he goes home having no reason to think because got it because you, and the little kid had knocked it yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I broke that. I was like, oh, so you ignore that you broke the thing. You go upstairs and getting ready for bed, and so daddy comes home and thinks like, oh, you know, it's like. It, it was a little bit manipulative. They did not clean up the vase. Yeah, I would have. I would have really, really grounded the kid for that. But later on, what the part that I thought did not pay off for me very well was, you have Agent Nadine. He's the one good cop in the FBI, and ultimately, you know, Kingpin and Point Dexter can't have that. So Bullseye comes. He kills Nadine. Drops him into the. Drops him into the the pool that they were building mm-hmm. as his grave. And um, what we don't know until later is that Nadine had actually made this this yeah, video, dying declaration, right? this dying declaration, mm-hmm. which is admissible in court yeah. because he had just it's failed. He had just failed. It's a hearsay ex- exemption, is what you just said. Exception, yeah. Um, he had just failed in his testimony in front of a jury because all the jurors had been compromised right. by Wilson. So. Um, I didn't like the treatment of that video coming out and being broadcast to everybody's phone at the same time during Wilson's like wedding. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. That it's suddenly a, it's a little trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you would have cut the microchip and I was about to say, and, like, exactly. he gives a thumbs yeah, up, right? Well, no, because you you, you kind of need the okay, the ultra hacker that could do it. How the hell did that end up on everybody's phone synced yeah. at the exact same time? Um, I, everybody's I, watching the video I'll together. You, the way I took that is that it was released to the news and. Everyone, these everyone has, you know, some kind of you know notification. Like, yeah, notification is something important kind of thing. <laughs> I wanted to so, cut so, the microchip so, with a thumbs up. No, but I, I took that as it wasn't that it was sent to them directly. It's that it's out there and right. it's everywhere, so everyone's noticing it because everyone looks at the phone. You're at a fucking wedding during yeah. the first dance, unless you're videotaping yeah. it. Like, chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that, that, that's sort of I, I saw that as that's what that was being. Maybe a little hyper realized, but that was the idea that, that just that's a little hyper realized. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, bringing Vanessa back, and mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really interesting that was his motivation, but there was an interesting conversation that the Kingpin had with her about whether he truly loved her, what he was capable of. I loved all that. I thought um, that was great. Yeah, I thought it was really good stuff. Even her whole thing about basically being a doll in a box, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, one of our friends, um, you know, had, had made a comment like, you know, a, a sort of lewd comment about, oh, what was she doing? You know, was she with other men? But, but that's just it. Like, I think it was, I had the, the thought initially, and I realized, like, no. His men were guarding me the whole time. She, she talked about being lonely. She had no opportunity to have any kind of comfort. No. There, there, there was no option for her to go and hook up with other guys or that. Not an option. No, she was under strict supervision. Yeah. 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 They wouldn't even talk to her. It, it was a gilded cage. It was horrible. Yeah. And so I love that conversation when she comes back and was like, I was as lonely there as I am now. Like, you're, yeah. this, this sucks. And then she, <laughs> then when you realize, oh, Wilson's having a real problem with this because he doesn't know how to help her right. because he, he she's just another object to him. She gets into the control seat <laughs> when she goes downstairs and sees that he's been monitoring everybody and she realizes really the monster that Wilson is. And you, th- and you, you think, think that she she's might reject like, him. She might reject them and run away. She sits in the chair and she's into it. Yeah, and she now goes she, completely the other way. She's a complete villain now. Yeah. And... What I loved about her coming back into it is there's really, there was, with Wilson still alive at the end of this season, which is one of the things that Matt pulls himself away from is killing Wilson at the end of it. Cause, well, I definitely want to Wilson, discuss Because Wilson's almost destroyed everything in his life. Yeah. Having Vanessa there gives a really great reason well, well, for, for Wilson not to go and then get, just it, it kill does. everybody. And I, I want to discuss the dilemma more, but I do want to say that the interesting thing about Vanessa's decision there is what I think it shows and... Oh, when she becomes like kind of a bad guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that... And I was curious to see if they were going to go there, and they didn't quite go there, but it shows that he corrupts everything. Yeah, because we see throughout this season with Nadine, with all the other FBI agents, and there's commentary on that. Like, he gets to everyone, and and here's the thing: is 
while he usually does it with some form of blackmail or whatever else, but with Vanessa, what he did it with, and it's interesting, he did it with her loneliness and his love, and her love for him is what corrupted her. And I would argue that maybe she wasn't, she, maybe she was always like that. Well, that maybe, maybe that's what maybe, drew them together. Well, that's just it. Maybe internally she was inclined towards right. it. But, but what I'm saying to you is that at this point, think about it like this. All she has is him. She has nothing else. Yeah, he made He's a pretty keeping her out of jail. Idea. Yeah, he did that you know? And then suddenly it's like, her, her, you know, the, the thing that, that it turned on for her is what's in the way of us being together and our mm -hmm. happiness? Or the other way of putting it is what's going to prevent me from being lonely again? Mm -hmm. And anything that's going to prevent me from being lonely again gets eliminated. Right. Because that's what it is. Oh, this man can hurt us? Why, do you, why are you not killing him? Yeah. Which is funny because... That's what she, how she asks it, is, can he hurt us? Well, he can. Well, wouldn't it make more sense just to get rid of him? Well, it would. Okay, then. Yeah, which does come back and bite them in the ass because it's the crime that's committed that ultimately throws them, you know... Because yeah. if they hadn't killed Nadine, if they would just have monitored him the way that his, hand, like his fixer had suggested... Right. Then everything would have been kosher. And, Maybe, yeah. And Nadine would have been alive and he wouldn't have had that... No dying declaration. No dying declaration yeah. that could have been admissible to put them away. So that worked against them. So that was Vanessa being new to the game and doing a rookie mistake. Perhaps. perhaps. Um, let's talk Easter eggs because that's something that everybody's really into. Um, There's not a ton in, in no. this as there have been in other seasons. Obviously, that, you, see the, obviously you see the gladiator again. And the right. gladiator actually Which was throw, awesome. He throws some blades. Mm -hmm. You want to see That's gladiators throw some saws. Um, again, something that from season one we were hoping for and we got it. One more thing that the show set up and paid forward. Was the you gladiator throwing for me, a saw? It's like, it's like when we talk about the Iron Man movies and the Mandarin not paying off properly. Yeah. You know, I felt at this point, you know, I mean, because really that and um, whatever Karen's backstory was, whether we cared or not, we got it, right? We got Karen's backstory, um, and it wasn't too far from what we had in... No, it was pretty much what we yeah, expected, what we so, expected, you know. You know? Um, I didn't hate it as much as some others did, but I did think, think it was typical. Karen's backstory you know? felt, yeah, it, it was a little lifetime, but yeah. that's also the episode with the church fight. Yes. So Jonathan can shove it. Because that church fight was You're Jonathan. awesome. I am Jonathan, and I can shove it. Okay. If I did not like Adventures in Vermont on the Lifetime channel, <laughs> if I did not like Adventures in Vermont on Lifetime, I can shove it because I got my fucking church fight. So, so, so to the listeners, the commentary when we do, <laughs> when we do get to season thirteen, I'm attached to thirteen. Well, that and, was and, episode and, ten. Yeah, no, but but hear me out of this, and <laughs> and because uh, so so Jonathan was was behind in watching. You know, I I have, as we know yeah. always find a way to go go on on hyper watch and, and yeah. watch them all the whole thing in twenty four hours. Hide in your office. Yeah, um, and um, he's a bad employee. <laughs> And, I'm kidding. Uh, You're great. And, and anyway, uh, no, it, it's me up late at night, and you know, during the day with my fiance not around, you know, to, to, to you know, go, what do you, we like, what do you mean, what are you doing, you know? But anyway, we um, now make jokes. We're like, the thing, like, when the when the season hits, like an hour into the season, we're like, Ian's already finished it. Yes. He but, has it on thirteen screens running at once. Well, look, I mean, I can't, you're, I can't. That's the problem with, with, like, with, with the streaming you're stuff. Just like, I, I, I can't. Not, I don't want spoilers. I don't want anyone to ruin it for you're me. You're just like naked in the center, surrounded by Daredevil so, streaming around you. So, so our friend Justin and I, you know, Justin was not far behind me, and uh, and Jonathan, Justin. of course, is saying he's not going to have time, but he keeps watching more. I have and, to and behind us. I love it. And then you start asking us questions like, "Well, how much more of this do I have to deal with?" And what you know, is it really going to be that? And finally, the comment becomes like, "Well, you know, like you know, is it going to be how much more wine?" Like, well, you know, you, you get to look forward to you know a whole lot more. You know, because you were like, "I just want more Daredevil fight stuff." It's like, well, you can look forward to a whole lot more of Matt Murdock whining. You know, <laughs> with his with his two friends and, and a lot of backstory, including stuff on their family that you're probably not interested in. You know? Yeah, and and I think that but closure. Yeah, closure. And Foggy and Karen sometimes make ideas that you're like, why did you think that was a good idea? Right. Why did you think that was a good idea? Oh, you mean Karen going to confront Wilson as if, like, you know, <laughs> to what, get, get him to kill her? She, she wanted to incite him into violence. Yeah. And, 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 and Foggy's whole thing, you know, his pitch, you know, in public, you know, debating, you know, uh, DA Tower, which was going well until he suddenly realized what Karen's doing and just walks away. 
<laughs> you know? And I was like, like, all right, well, that was a great oratory moment that's gone to shit, <laughs> you know? So, so I don't know if I would start a law firm with, with Foggy. <laughs> I don't know if I would go back to Nelson Murdoch because... Foggy doesn't quite make all the best decisions. Well, wait, one, one, wait, 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 wait a second. You don't want to use the law firm that works out of a butcher shop? <laughs> well, here's a, here's another thing is Foggy's brother? Yes. Did we ever get a culmination? Like, what? Like, that never led, yeah. like... Yeah, that, that, no, that, help that me out with that. It. Help me out with that. Like, Foggy's brother was really conscious of Foggy going up against Fisk because, Fisk because of what it would happen to the, the family. He, he, he did a loan through a yeah, bank there that go. was owned by Wilson. Yeah. That then, you know, and then got them to sign loan papers that made them all culpable. Yeah, okay? including the dad. Um, yeah. So they the could pulled the loan, lost the money, and put everyone in jail. You know, very, you know, contrived, whatever. Um, but now, so if Foggy became the DA, then they have something on him to pressure him, so he's going to drop out of the race, you know, which is kind of odd because he's pretty much daring them to go ahead and do it. <laughs> right. You know, like, hey, I'm dropping out of the race consciously. Well, how is he stopping them from just hurting his family? Right. You know? But anyway, um, at the end, you know, because Fogg has done everything he has, he's gone to the DA Tower and they worked it out. They just have to pay the money back to the bad guy, whatever, you know, the bank that the bad guy owns. But he has to pay back the money back on this loan and everything's going to be fine. And, you know, and Foggy's parents are okay. So I think that story, to, like, got away from me. Yeah, yeah, it's tied up in a nice, neat little bow. Right. But again, the point is that it's tied up. Right. It's resolved. And at the end of the season... You know, everyone knows about Karen, and that's yeah. fine. And, you know, what happened to her brother, and whatever. And only four people were killed in that horrific, bu- uh, like, bulletin yes. episode. Yes, the, yes. The, the, the bulletin scene where you think everyone's dead, only four people <laughs> He oh, goes in still, and kills, it, and then it, it's a scene people. later, you see Karen be like, four people died, and I'm like... Four people to 40 people died. Right. Yeah. He goes in and kills a shit ton of people. I mean, I remember you literally thinking that her boss is dead, and you're, and you're talking about it, you're texting about it, and I'm like, and I don't want to say it. I was like, nah, he's fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, a couple of days in the hospital, well, whatever, like, maybe a week. By the end, he's just okay. And he's running up steps of the courthouse. Yeah, he's fine. And I'm like, you got shot, but okay, we're fine. He's fine. Got shot in the stomach. <laughs> it's a superhero okay. movie. Perfectly okay. Everybody's a superhero. <laughs> right. So the priest dies pretty much instantly, <laughs> which was great. I they were setting you up for Kevin Smith. Yes, we definitely. So in terms of Easter eggs, because you mentioned that, that was so, great. So you know, this is a lot of Born Again, um, which I, I'd like to break down how how it differed in some ways. But um, but there's certain imagery, and because of the imagery that comes from a storyline, you know, um, that, that Kevin Smith did, you know, with the Marvel Knights launch, um, because of that. In that storyline, um, Bullseye killed Karen Page. Yeah. So it really it's looks like that's because about to she happen. catches a bullet from Matt. Yeah. He gets hit. She Karen gets hit with one of Matt's billy clubs. Right. And is impaled by it, catching it from Matt. And here, you even have that pushing on Karen's face where she resolves that she's okay to die to save these people in the church from Bullseye. And you hear like the throw, and you hear the. <laughs> And you pull out, and you see that the priest has jumped in front of Karen. Really smart job, guys. Yeah. I got to give a credit to the whole writing well team. Done. That was really well done. And, and, and what I wasn't clear on that this, again, the aforementioned Vanity Fair article said is that I think the showrunner probably, intended, that might have been one of the places where he intended to go the other way. And they said, and he did have an eating for Marvel, and now keep all the, all the, pieces on the board. Yeah, the Marvel end. said don't eliminate any yeah. pieces. So so at the at the end what we have is we kind of have the the status quo established early in season 1, we sort pretty much have back. Yeah, we you got know, Karen Karen's and Foggy. forward she's more than an assistant. Yeah. You know, uh, for, she's a office manager? No, she's an investigator. They make she's a joke about oh, Jessica a, okay, Jones that she's a lot more stable, <laughs> you know? But she's this wonderful investigator. So at the end Which of the season, it was kind of odd because it was like cuz one of the ways that that the the shows actually didn't quite interconnect that way. That was actually interconnected in the comics. Is that Jessica is the investigator that you know, that Nelson and Murdoch use. You know that you know even that you know oh someone needs protection they go to Heroes for Hire. That's actually how all these characters do interact in the in the Marvel right. comics. They all have their jobs. You know New York of it. You know. And here we are. We have the status quo of Nelson and Murdoch is back working out of the butcher shop and Karen's with them. Wilson's in jail. Vanessa's in jail. Nadine's dead, <laughs> and then you well, have the way, you so, have Bullseye. So, so let's talk, let's talk about a Bullseye, is, Bullseye is getting his so, spine fixed. So wait, let's talk about a couple of things before you get there. He's in spine um, surgery. So, 
So Bullseye's decided, you know, go after Kingpin. And I thought, he doesn't come quite out and say it, but since Kingpin killed his Julie. weird crush, Julie. you know, it does seem like he would want to kill Vanessa. And regardless, he gets Vanessa in his sights, Kingpin picks him up, basically throws him against the wall, cracks his spine, just, you know. Yeah. I mean, I thought the whole sequence of the fight where it's Daredevil versus Kingpin versus Bullseye versus, I mean, everyone's fighting each other. I loved that. That was awesome. It was like, it was just, you know, mayhem, you know, yeah, free cool. for all, you yeah, know. Yeah, and you see how strong Kingpin is. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was just an awesome scene. Um, and I love that Vincent D'Onofrio wanted to come back and do this. Yeah, and then, and then in the moment where, like, you know, you get to the fight with Daredevil and him, and ultimately Daredevil is winning, and he screams, he stops himself, because, like, he realizes, no, he was there to kill him, he can't do it. It's he was not there who he to is. kill... To kill Kingpin. Right. You know? And it's not who he is. He's not going to do it. And it's a great moment. But I got, what I got kind of bothered by is I liked the idea that, okay, yes, again, from Born Again, that Kingpin knows. Um, he did not find out from a drug-addicted, porn-doing Karen Page right. who needed another fix of heroin. You know? Benson sold out his identity. Um, which I think back in Who season one, yeah. Karen Page. I, well, did. I know, I know. In Born Again, yeah. Here, he finds out. Here, he pretty much puts the pieces together. Yeah, Wilson um, puts out. Yeah. But 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 at the end, the question becomes: Okay, what's going to keep Matt, the people Matt cares about, safe? And Matt has to do this weird gentleman agreement thing where he shakes his hand that he's not going to put Vanessa away, you know, for everything that Matt knows she's done. And yet, at the end, Vanessa does get arrested. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess, you know, he's not... So, A, I'm a little bothered by... In a way, Daredevil's now been compromised to not put her away. Right. That bugged me. Okay. What did you think about that? I thought it was the only thing that he had on the table that made sense. But in the comic, the right. deal was... In the comic, the information comes to Kingpin because she, Karen Page is in Los Angeles and she tells this person, tells someone else, and the information comes through a series of different people that eventually gets to the Kingpin. And the first thing Kingpin does is... He kills everyone else that knew. Right. Because it's a personal thing for him. Right. This is his enemy. He's going to ruin him. Doesn't want him dead. Doesn't want anyone else to know. It's his plaything. It's his game. Right. Okay? I like that. And mm -hmm. I think there was a way they could have done that here. Okay? And it, it all took his exposition. I'm not going to tell anyone because I want you to always be wondering what mm -hmm. I'm going to do next. I'm not just going to go kill your people you care about, but, but you're going to wonder. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. And you have to wonder about that. You know, and I always felt that that was great. But it's not a culmination. You can't give closure, closure on the series. Well, and you're exactly that, right. Yeah. So I, 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 do, I, I felt like it was like a tied up in a bow. By saying this is why he's not going to do it was a way to say everything's fine and you have that status quo. And I did, I did think, I mean, ultimately that was my issue. I loved the season but I thought that the way they just went, let's just tie everything up. I mean, there was like 10, 15 minutes left, you know, and I was like, what's left here? And literally it was just, let's just have all these little scenes and there's no Daredevil. And that was the other disappointment for me. It's like, you have that, that scene, I mean, it says 15 minutes left in the episode and, you know, you don't see Daredevil again. You see Matt Murdock, you don't see, he's not Daredevil again and he never goes, you know, whether he actually, there's a line. I'm not saying I wanted to see him put the same costume on, but there's literally a line in the episode talking about that he wants the costume back from Bullseye. Right. He doesn't take it, you know, and it, it, to me it's suggesting, all right, he's going to get the costume back. He doesn't do it. I mean, that was literally the culmination of episode 13 of you know, what it was all about in season one, that he becomes Daredevil and he gets the costume. Doesn't take it back. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have it. And we don't even see him again. Oh, until season four. But I'm saying that, 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 right. that, that that's my point, right? right? Like, for me, that was where the ending was lacking for me. What was so great about the ending of season one. And listen, it would, if they had done that, the argument would have been more well, ended the same way. But right. did you not think we should have seen him at the end on the rooftop in costume? That would have been nice. I mean, it would have been nice. So do the, because do that's the truth that's called. Because I'm not really yeah. sure. I mean, I think he's established he's dead over again. He always will be. That would be cool to do the, but, the, the third issue cover of that Marvel Knights run. Right. You know that, that I mean that's I know, one of my favorite covers. Yeah, it's, he, he he's on the cross. Yeah, on 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 the, in the cross of the church. Yeah, in costume, that and he goes awesome. back to that a lot. It's the that's him over the church. They use that know, imagery looking, already when yeah. he was in. Yeah, so Ian, and but, mind you, it, what what that what that that shot very much is. It's sort of like a nod to the the Batman of it. Sure, 
You know, it's because Daredevil has a lot in common with Batman, except that he's so invested in that he's Catholic, that he's this protector and looking down and looking over, you know, but the being up on the rooftop on a cross instead of being on a gargoyle. Right. You know? Uh, and Batman's a sociopath. So. Oh, Daredevil's not a sociopath? He doesn't. I mean, listen, he, he, he doesn't. He goes about things the way that he can go about things. He is a lawyer by day and a vigilante by night. Yeah. Batman could just be rich all the time and solve problems that way. That is not an option for Matt Murdock. Okay. His well, his infinite resources are not there. With but, Bruce, but, but, he could just be like, yeah, but here he, you go. He, here's the thing. I think I'll embezzle here, for my publicly traded thing. company. I, 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 as a former attorney, I can tell you, you know, that I look at it and... I was always bothered by the movie Presumed Innocent. I'm not presumed, excuse me, regarding Henry. Because oh, the idea that's of, just silly, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying, here's a guy who's a lawyer, then he gets shot, and now he's a nice person, <laughs> right. and now and he decides, there's all these pro bono things you could do, all these ways you could help people. I can't be a lawyer anymore because I'm nice now. Yeah. You know? I'm well, like, that's just like, a problem, that that's a problem well, regarding Henry. <laughs> right, right. But my, my point here is this, is Matt has the ability as an attorney to do all kinds of good, to crusade in all kinds of ways, you know, but it always comes down to, you know, and often they depict in the comics, it's, oh, he defends someone and he has his, you know, his hearing ability, the lie detector. Oh, he defends the innocent, but someone's guilty. Then he goes out as Daredevil, right. you know, and it's always been this, and it's been called out in comics over the years that there's this odd hypocrisy to it, right? Yeah. It's like, all right, what's the point? Um, not to go off and talk about another show, and I know you haven't watched yet, but Titans, which also just hit. Um, which maybe we could decide to work, you know, do a yeah. podcast on it. But you, I you, not. And, you and FJ can come and sit but, down and talk but, about it. Um, but you know, this great moment, the, something in Titans that you know that's set up is that you know Dick Grayson hasn't been Robin for a while, and he's he's a cop, and you have a little thing where it's like he's looking at some guys who have hurt children. He's looking. He's, at, look, he's looking he's, after. Finish the word. No, he's looking at some bad guys. You know, okay. he's in the car and he sees them, and he has a file. And you see that they've hurt children, oh. and he's reading it, and, and they've gotten away. And he's like, and he's like, no, that's it. You know, he can't, can't do, do this and, as a cop. Yeah, he's sitting have, there. He, he can't get him, and yeah. he takes the costume out. Okay, you know, and then and no, and let me tell you, just so not to go too far on this tangent, but he fucks them up. <laughs> and I have to use that word because he used that word. He made. He does some graphic, graphic stuff. Cool. Cool. Is Graphic. This, you, two two episodes you, in, twice. It's like wow. Are you enjoying the show? Um, yeah. Okay. It's. I mean, it's not perfect, but I'm. I'm. I'm surprised by it. I it, may just leave you the podcasting and come in. You can just monologue for thirty maybe, minutes maybe, on maybe Titans. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. And you can um, just have a, a an Ian Kerner solo Titans special. Yeah. Um, dude, I love that. This. I, I hope that this is not the end of what we see. I mean, if we if well, it again, is, it, it wraps up nicely. Around, but I hope this isn't the end. This is what I believe. Okay. These shows will go on. It's just a question of will it be on Netflix or will it be on Disney streaming service? Or the world is too both. rich. They're too invested in it. They're going to. It's just a question of where and when. Um, so to be perfectly honest with you, for me at this point, in wakes of the news of Iron Fist and Luke Cage, I would like to see Netflix cancel them all and let Marvel just keep it all together. Mm-hmm. My concern is I'd ra- I don't want it to see a little here and a little there. Because it, it, that does eliminate the crossover potential. Sure, sure. You know, and that stuff was so much fun, and I'd like to see more of it, you know? Um, it's something I've really enjoyed up until now, and then Netflix shows. Just because I thought about it, was the fixture character in this an Easter egg character from the comics? Midway through, there was a, a fixture character that, that worked for Phil Wilson. Um, which character? I'm trying to think about it. I don't recall that being. Yeah, you would have recalled. Trust me. If it yeah, was somebody no, I, from I, the comics, I remember the you character, but it, it, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't scream out to me that he was um, somebody cool. That, that it was someone right. special there. Okay. Um, well, let's see season four, th- four. Let's see Owsley's son come back into play as the new owl. Sure. And let's um, let's see Bullseye because that's what I would get me. Uh, super and that's fucking the thing. Pumped. Wilson Bethel has said that he's now. Oh, oh, oh we were going to talk about the surgery. So. In the comics, after his spine is messed up, um, the adamantium is used to fix him. 
So they were a little vague here, but there's definitely the implication they're doing something experimental. Yeah, there's like green but, lights and stuff like yeah, that. But, 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 but they've said that, you know, they can't do adamantium because that's with 20th, you know, which is now falling to Disney. You know, at the time they were doing the show, they definitely couldn't do it, right. you know? So, so it's, it's kind of unclear. However, they certainly could be doing a super soldier shot, you know? Sure. It's, it's even with, you know, I mean, Jessica Jones, you have, you know, the nuke stuff. I mean, they're, you know, Luke Cage, all of it, you know? There are things that we've seen in these Netflix shows that they, it could be doing. Yeah, if you have surgery in the Netflix Marvel Universe, you're going to end up with some fucking super shit. Uh, I mean, especially <laughs> when you just, already have some abilities. Odds are, you know, it's going to be something like that. Yeah. So, so I do think that that's definitely uh, something that there's some setup there. Um, you know, the concern for me becomes, well, I don't know what the story is if season four is bullseye again, and it's just, an, and how do you stop it? Right. Okay. You know? So I'll throw you this. Punisher versus Bullseye. Would love it. <laughs> Would love it. By the way, I really enjoyed Punisher, but I don't know what that season two is. I love I, it. You know, but it, well, I enjoyed season Let's have one. him take down the crime family like in Garth right. Ennis's run. Well, cool. that's the thing. Do they go? Because they, they reference them. Do they go back to that material that you know that they, they partially used, mm-hmm. somewhat at my prodding, um, for the not so great Punisher movie with Thomas Jane? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who knows? But I know that we're going to talk about it, mm-hmm. and I know it's coming. Yeah. So that, that's coming soon, and we yeah. are getting another season of Jessica Jones. So Geekscape is be looking for that stuff. Which, by the way, we want for Hellcat. I, I do. Um, so, Geekscapist, we got Jessica Jones Season 3 coming. We got Punisher Season 2 coming. Uh, and obviously, we have tons of more stuff coming on the podcast. Uh, we don't usually do the Harry Potter movies, but I'm lo- really looking Harry forward Potter to for Fantastic Beasts 2. And then this weekend is LA Comic Con. So, there's going to be some podcasts up on the feed mm-hmm. from our panels. Um, yeah, the next major comic book movie, though, is. It's, it's Aquaman, a, right? It's, it's Aquaman. Aquaman's December. We're going to sit down and talk some Aquaman. We definitely will do that. Um, the release date is... December 21st, I think? Yes, yeah, so we're not... It's, we're, it's we right might, towards the end. We might have to Skype this one. <laughs> yeah. This one might have to be a Skype, Ian. You're going to be in... I'll be in Austin. Know? Yeah. So let's Skype that one. Um, Geekscape us. We love you. Keep subscribing to Geekscape. If you enjoy these breakdowns from Ian, this is where you find them. You can't get them anywhere else until Ian starts his blog with his solo Titan reviews. Um, I can't do it without so you. Geekscape.net, maybe, Geekscape maybe, feed. May, maybe Justin will do the Titans one with me. I don't know if I want to be in a room alone with him. Uh, just kidding, Justin. Much love. Much love. Because he's playing Spider-Man and I am too. And if you're playing the PS4 Spider-Man, go back on the feed. Listen to Yuri Lowenthal talk about getting that part and keeping it secret for three years. Um, love you guys. You can follow Ian on Twitter. He's on our Facebook group. If you go to Geekscape Forever, you can talk to Ian yourself. Um, and that's about it, right? I think that's it. All right, guys. Geekscape forever. The cops are coming. You can hear him. Ian just bounced a pen off the wall and hit me in the face with it. He has the power. Ah! <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 